There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, folks. Welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko table. That's the voice of Grandmaster Hoop you're hearing. And we're coming at you to talk about Thor, Love and Thunder. That's right. The hit Marvel movie just dropped. And look at us. We're ready to deep dive this thing at 11 o'clock at night because we're dedicated fans. And we are here for the love and the thunder and everything else that it entitles. With me, as always, is fellow Yonko. Dr. Jace Attorney, Dr. Jace Attorney, love and thunder. Did you feel the love? Did you feel the thunder? I felt the love. I felt the thunder. Uh, you know, just going in, expecting Thor Ragnarok 2.0. You know, Taika Watiti at the directing helm again. Um, I felt like he did fine for the most part. I feel like he hit the bars at some point with the comedy bits. Was it as good as Ragnarok? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. But we're here to deep dive it. I think this was one of the more enjoyable phase four films. Uh, not a, not the best one. There's still a few that I prefer over Love and Thunder, but it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, we're going to we're going to get into it. Yeah. Taika is back at the helm for a second outing with Thor. And yeah, it definitely feels different. I We'll get into it. I won't say where I stand as far as where Thor films rank just yet. But hey, we have a full house tonight. Let's hear who will be joining us for Thor, Love, and Thunder. Who's that dork? It's Dars. Hello, it's Tangelo. It's the one, the only, Nino Desplazado. Get ready to spread that butter with Toasty. Hi, I'm Dr. Rika from the Yonko Table, and you're not watching Disney Channel. All right, folks, let's get into it. I mean, Dr. Jace kind of opened the door. This is Thor 4, again, out of the core Avengers. He is the first one to get four distinct films. So this is our fourth outing with Thor in the Thor franchise. Um, definitely, uh, you know, I feel, yes, when you when you come into this movie, I guess you're going to you're going to stack it up against Ragnarok right away because that was our last outing with Thor. That was Taika's first time. Um, let's just open the gate. Generally, how did we feel coming out of this film? Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think Taika did enough to separate this film from Ragnarok. I didn't feel it was a, a cut and paste. Um, was the tone nailed? Mm, it was kind of over the place a little bit, but I actually thoroughly enjoyed this film. Um, I walked away saying it was fun. Was it a perfect film? No. And but with the stuff that was given, the fun parts that I really enjoyed, uh, yeah, I can say it was a better entry in phase four. I don't know about the giant Marvel universe just yet, but I can definitely say there's some strong stuff going on here that I thoroughly enjoyed. But of course, it is not without flaw. That's where I stand. Anybody else can go ahead and take the floor. How I mean, do we generally feel? 
I agree with you. Like uh, when it comes to the Marvel universe as a whole, like it's it it kind of stands on its own. But I gotta say, for viewability and likability, I had such a great time watching this movie. I was enjoying it. I love the colors. I love the villain was actually kind of cool. Like I kind of enjoyed the villain. I like the storyline. I love the love part. Love the thunder part. Love the Thor part. So I. I really enjoyed um, this movie, and I am eager to deep dive into it a little bit more. Not all at once, people. I can go next. One at Are a time. Are we divided? Are we divided? One at a time, please. Are we divided? <laughs> Get in Are line. Are we divided? Go ahead. No, Toasty, go ahead. <laughs> um, and from a phase four, it was definitely the second best movie for me. Um, it really did its job. Really entertaining. Went into the theater, not expecting too much, but I was less satisfied. So, honestly, close second to Eternals. So, I'm pretty happy. Oh, will Wait, you Tulsi, stop with this? Point point of clarification. Is it the Thor films you do not like, or is it the Captain America films? You're oh, not Captain America. Captain America is garbage. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Totally it's different. it's Dr. Mondo who does not like Thor as a whole. Yeah. Okay. He does not like if, Thor Ragnarok. He does not like <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Yeah. If it was Captain America, I would have not paid money to go see it. Obviously. Oh boy. Okay. You are yeah. Ridiculous. You are ridiculous. Right. Anybody else? By all means, before we deep dive, unless your thoughts are going to come out in this deeper uh, discussion. I I will say that I I didn't have any expectations going into this movie, um, and I am deeply disappointed by it. Ooh. I did not enjoy it at all. There goes our first one. Our yeah. first one. Oh, like I found, I found aspects I like it. of it really enjoy, like enjoyable on paper. On the screen, I, I felt like it was uh, empty. That's Ooh. and we can we can deep dive on it. Soulless. Interesting. Interesting. I don't think I have anything kind of novel to share. I think I actually feel really similarly to what most of folks have already shared in terms of like, had a lot of fun, didn't have a lot of expectations. I think I have my critiques, but it was a fun two hours. And the fact that it was two hours, I was actually relieved because I think everything has been so long lately. that I think it was a short, in Marvel terms, and sweet story. It felt relatively straightforward. Again, I imagine we'll deep dive the, the parts in which I felt like could have been ironed out a little bit more, but overall had a really good time in the theater. I was laughing a lot. That's all. Is I it really only two hours? Ago. It's one it of the shortest one hour, films. Two hour and fifty nine minutes. Wow. And honestly, it's only hits the two hour mark with the credits. Doctor Mondo would love this. He would I love mean, that it's two hours. I'm I'm okay with it being two hours. I'm, I'm fine, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm because like you know again this is kind of one of our bigger things that we usually talk about when it comes to Marvel is that you know they always kind of play it to we got to tie it back into the bigger scheme of things this film definitely didn't do that it just was a thor story and that's all it was um i mean sure there's probably like tidbits to the overall mcu like i mean i none really come to mind because again it, that's not the focus of this it taika said i'm gonna give you another thor outing either you like it or you love it so, but um, let's go ahead. I mean, at the center of this, it's Thor. Uh, Chris, Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth is back. I don't even know how many times he's played Thor at this time. But again, his biggest thing was, oh, nine, nine. times. Thank you, Dr. Rika. Ooh. 
nine times. His biggest thing was he wants to have fun with the Thor films. Uh, Dark World put him in a weird place where he didn't know if he would want to return to the character. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed his performance here. Uh, I guess the biggest question is um, Thor finding himself. Did he complete his arc? Are you good with this arc of Thor? I mean, I understand coming in. He's just a guy who's been through it all with loss. He loses everybody <laughs> and they really poke fun of it poke fun at it i don't i don't know are you i did you buy into the we has he grown from endgame the last time we saw him was endgame you know chunky thor but dad bod thor is this is this a welcome return it was it a was it an was it a earned return to thor in his like prime do you buy into it yeah i thought it was well done i mean they tackle a couple issues that were going on with him in the previous movies he worked them out so i'm expecting him to be back to 100 and the next movie that he appears in so i'm happy about it so because personally i didn't like sad thor because for me he's one of the funny characters of the team so if he's sad there's no fun for the team you know so are you sad when he's sad yeah <laughs> let's go with that uh but uh no that's the logic with it um he's the fun guy so if the fun guy is not laughing and part of the marvel uh cinematic universe is that certain characters are supposed to make you laugh and they all mash up well with characters that don't do that so the dynamic was off now it's back on so i'm excited for the next movie because i know he's gonna so, do more clownery yeah so you you think his journey definitely it showed like he overcame uh, the grief and yeah. the depression. And Loki, I, I love the him and the Guardian of the Galaxy. Their combination together is hilarious. So I was hoping that he would see them at the end. So it uh, is a little bit disappointing that he went off on his own. But I wanted to see more of them. So I wish they did more with that. I feel like Ooh. that was a missed opportunity. Sure, the let's yeah. the Galaxy. I I. I, and I, I don't know. I feel a lot of things got cut in this film, primarily yes. the Guardians. I think the Guardians yes. definitely got cut. Like everyone just kind of had a quick line and then they were gone like really quick. Uh, I, I <laughs> you, we need an army. Call the Guardians. I don't I don't know why. Uh, no phone. But it's not, how, how are you going to call them? How are you going to call them? No phone. Uh, Bifrost. Don't uh, know where they oh, are. I, They're on a ship. They're he always did. moving. Um, I mean, logically, I wanted I, I them. I wanted actually them no, in this movie. <clears throat> no, What's they could talk thing? to each other because in the previous movie, I think it was um, they all talked together in a room together, where they all had like you know like the Star Wars technology where it was oh, that, hologram. That, that's Avengers though. Thor's oh, that's Shang Chi. That's Shang yeah, Chi. Chi. So yeah. it means they have the technology. You want to believe that Thor, a member of the Avenger, can not just popped out in the Avengers Tower? He doesn't need a key. But I think He's you need possibly, that, though. Like, you know, like the Guardians that. probably don't have that on their Yeah, ship. I don't think, yeah, the Guardians are not, like, you know. They have a spaceship. Like, yeah, they must have some kind of it's radio. It's the logic of saying, well, why don't they have a phone? I don't know. They're they just allies. Don't. But they're I think allies. That's, the whole, that's the whole comedy of it. Like, if you've seen any of, like, the short stories or, like, the Thor specials, he's like, all right, Daryl, send an electronic message to Captain America. Those I have not seen. Oh, I just found out about those. He doesn't know how to communicate with people. They're live action. Um, and they were like, oh, what is it hooked up to the internet? And then 
<laughs> he was like, why would I need that? They they <laughs> are live know. action. They're mockumentaries wow. that were released, I believe, from 2017 to 2018. Oh, wow. uh, didn't okay. yeah, didn't didn't know those were a thing. I need to um, those out. But I I do think the Guardians did help him come to his you know back to form. I, I like they served that purpose. It just yeah, it just seemed kind of a rushed affair, but. I, I, I like their inclusion, however short it is. I do wish we could have seen them more, but it's not their film. It's not their film. And I'm yeah, okay. It's not their film, but like, I do think that there was a, a lot of missed opportunities with it. Like the as guardians of the galaxy, as people were saying, you know, on Twitter. And we didn't really get too much of that. Um, it could have been supporting cast. I would have been See, that's an that's an expectation. That's an expectation. It wasn't coming that. in. But I mean, but also, I did I did enjoy like the little brief moments we had with them, and to focus more on Thor throughout the rest of the movie, I was okay with that as well. But also, the more minutes you had for the Guardians, the more paycheck, the more their paychecks raise. Ooh. So, yeah, <laughs> you do you want to Dave Batista, Chris? Do you want to pay all those people twice for a supporting role? And then a, a main role in their own movie. I would know? call it a glorified cameo, more That's, than a yeah. yeah, like um, like how Civil War did it. It was his movie, Cap. It was Cap's movie, but you had all these no, big though, they, names. They were supporting characters, though. Yeah, those, the no, Guardians no, were. No, but that's what I mean. Like the like they were top tier actors. Like I, I assume that's what Nino was oh, talking about. Like you know, the more time oh, right. you have them on screen as supporting, you're having a bigger paycheck. So they kind of did it in a way in previous movies. I mean, obviously, Endgame, Avengers, the, the the big ones, but like even Cap, Cap had it in his Civil War movie. So that was Avengers two point five. That's the real secret. It, 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 it honestly should have. It should have been called. And if honestly, if Guardians three picks up right where they left in Thor: Love and Thunder, I would like that. That probably makes a lot more I, sense. I, I think it would. There's no. I think it will. Honestly, yeah. yeah it kind of it kind of seems to led straight into it. Um, but yeah, Thor, he says goodbye to the Guardians. He's got some business to take care of. But and then they introduce two of my well, favorite funny characters. We we will get to them because there is someone more important we got to talk about. Because honestly, it's kind of a, it's a deutragonist. We have Jane and we get to spend some good time with Jane. Uh, she's going through it right now. She's got stage four cancer. Uh, and how, how Jane is a, I, I thought they did very well with what they did with Jane. Uh, how do y'all feel about Jane as far as, you know, her being the, she's, she's the other side of the story. It's these two coming together. I very much enjoyed seeing Jane and Natalie Portman on the screen. Um, love seeing her kick butt, take names, love what she was doing with Mjolnir. Um, only thing that I wish they would have mentioned was the fact that she had an infinity stone in her body. Like if they could have just like alluded to that at some little point. Oh, yeah, I she been, does. Oh, cool. that, that's a well, little... she it's out. But, right, but it was still in her body at some point. Are and you Carol saying Walker that she hit with the blast from the Tesseract and she became that and Natalie Portman had the ether in her body for a week and nothing happened to her like her genetic molecules. It like, could literally that could have literally like caused the sickness to yeah. to to you know to heighten, but then you see Darcy, you see that would be in a better written movie. But are you saying the cancer plot 
she I just can't like have it. cancer? I didn't like it. No. Why? Why? I'm not saying that. I'm. I, this is like pulled straight from the comics. Uh, it is. Like yes, it is. Story. And I just felt like they. I don't know if they. Actually, you know, I think it's fine. I think the stuff that they did with Jane was fine. I'll keep it at that. Doctor Jace, explain more. What do you mean you don't? You what? She just can't I be guess, a human. This can't be a realistic portrayal. I mean, I guess that's fine. You know, like that was probably one of the few realistic portrayals we've gotten in Marvel, where like they're they're just dying from something human. You know, it's not like Thanos punching a hole through their stomach or <laughs> dropping them off a cliff. It's 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 cancer. Um, but I don't know. I just I I didn't like how that was like the impending uh, timer on her i guess you have all these cosmic things going on with uh you know stormbreaker and the uh, um whatever the uh the eternity whatever it was called you have eternity. all these like right you have all these cosmic things but then the thing holding jane back is oh by the way stage four i mean i don't know it it kind of pulled me out it's not bad i just i don't know i kind of wanted them to do something different uh than than just that compared to all the big things that were happening and then you have the scene where uh, i'm kind of jumping forward a bit where she's kind of like um she's she's bedridden and she's saying go go thor you save the day because i'm i'm bedridden and i'm i'm sick and I'm like oh god why i don't know i, di I didn't like that i didn't like that that's just me I, you know i i think i think my major issue with it is it it, it to Dr. Jace's point, there were so many different, like, cosmic things going on. I feel like if they connected the personal, real, like, experience to yes. the cosmic things better, yes. yes, it wouldn't have felt like two different movies edited together. Because I That's felt like there were, there was, there was a lot of between Thor. Like, yes, it, it, there are two protagonists in the movie. But ultimately, it, they kind of feel forced. Their their journeys feel forced together, so, so that we can get to you know a big ending scene, rather than them being woven into each other. Mm, I don't know if I agree. I mean, I, I think I could agree a bit to the how they came together for sure. Like it was kind of just like I gotta go to New Asgard to talk to Mjolnir and then I guess there was a time jump because she's been Thor for a while by the time Thor gets back. Wait, there is a time uh, jump? Yes, because Valkyrie was like, oh yeah, she's the new Thor. She's pretty good. But yeah, I, but we don't know how long though. I, that's, I, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I just took that, that as she probably turned into Thor in front of her, like when she did the Mjolnir thing and then yeah. that's it. A couple of days later. Yeah. No, okay. there's there's definitely I mean, again, they don't say how long, but it's a time jump because I she it, I think it was kind of because people are kind of tired of seeing like the origin stories of stuff and like superhero training montage and trying to figure yes. out the powers and all that stuff. So they kind of just alluded to that. Actually, like, no, that doesn't make sense because she learned how to use the weapon. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, and they were cheering for her when she came down. I yes. thought yeah. they saw me, they saw someone looking like Thor with Mjolnir no, swinging her. We can assume she'd been okay. around for a while and people knew who she was. Yes. And they know that Mjolnir exploded. It was literally on 
displaying. Uh, yes, like, correct. Even when so, they were like in the city hall after like the whole event happened, like people were coming to her and and stuff. Yeah, or was like off in the background. But isn't that about. isn't that what you would cheer for? You have a monument to something that was destroyed however many years ago, and then as monsters are attacking. You see Mjolnir just fly through and destroy no. everything, and no, it gets she's torn. no. But the logic with Doris, he mentioned it when they went into the town hall. People were talking to her as if they knew her. They were not acting impressing. Oh my God, who are you? They were having a friendly conversation with her, which shows that she had time to build connection. She had time to learn how to use the weapon, all of, to learn how to fight. Yeah, yeah. And and she, also, she even yeah. She said she's been practicing her catchphrases, and yeah. and we can she's, see it with her okay, human the, the, face. The catchphrases, yeah. No, not only that, we can see it with like her regular form. Before she got the hammer, she looked normal. After the time skip, you could see that she was suffering from symptoms. She didn't look the same. There was a time jump. I feel yeah. th they should have done and a better job also, communicating like, that. I hate that. With her relationship with um, Tessa. Um, Valkyrie, Valkyrie. You know, like she had to have like a little bit more of a relationship with her in order for her for Valkyrie to call her her sister you know like there had to be there had to have that that like established time to like kind of build that and you know actually became, well that's cool you have a that's hand. another good point too yeah we can also know almost how long it was because we know she had cancer for six months and we can assume the scene at the beginning is when she first got cancer within the first couple of weeks it must have at least been a couple oh, months. Yeah. Yeah. Because she told well, she told Tor I had I was diagnosed six months ago. When we first actually, saw her, she just started the chemo. And we don't know. I mean, there's probably wait, some do detail we know, on them. Do we know that she just started? When you have beginning? stage yeah, when you I mean when you have stage four, she must have just started. She didn't well, look like she was suffering from any symptom. Her hair was we, still there, she was still healthy looking. Chemos destroyed the body. Unless they did a stupid move. Chemo is chemo destroys the body. She looked healthy at the beginning. That's the point I was making. You know, and, and you, even if it wasn't like the first stage of cancer, it was like or her first finding out about it. Like it, it was like pretty early on because she took her time in the lab to do all of those tests to figure out if there was like a way around this. Oh and right, yeah. Back to what yeah. I was saying, like if they would have said like we really have no idea, like. This is a totally different hybrid form of like cancer. Like we really don't know how to explain this. If they would have said something like that, and we could have kind of alluded to like, oh, maybe the ether had some form of, into this, they, that would make sense. But they they know. kind of alluded to something like that too. When um, again, kind of jumping forward a bit, but when when she decided to stop using Mjolnir, uh, the doctor that was talking to Thor. He was say she was saying, yeah, there's something in her body that's like preventing her oh, from. No, no, no. That, that's that was the hammer. No, no, I that know was it was the hammer. I know it was the hammer. But to go back to your point on if they should have mentioned the ether or the Infinity Stone, that may have been something to tie in. Like, oh, mm. this thing is yeah. still inside her. And that's what's causing her to do it. The hammer thing, I guess, makes sense because you know Thor explained it, it like very quickly why it would do that, but. That was an opportunity for them to, you know, tie it back. But I mean, I, I'm okay with them grounding it in a sense of realism. It's just, it is what it is. It's cancer and it can rapidly eat away at someone or they can fight it. I'm okay. I actually think it's, it's her story is better when it's grounded in that realism because you do have all this cosmic stuff going on. 
it anchors you back to the real world that, you know, she can't keep using Mjolnir. The grand I thought Mjolnir was gonna I thought she would always have to be Thor in order to beat the cancer. Cause I think that's what it is in the comics too. Uh correct me if I'm wrong. But uh I guess they took a another way at it, which I thought was um, you know, it was a it was a good introspective, you know. She uh sought out magic after years of you know uh only relying on science and it's a kind of a callback to the first film where she thor tells her science and magic where i come from they're one and the same you know so it's it's actually uh kind of saddening that you know she she thought they were separate when thor did tell her they're one and the same the magic could not save her and actually oh man now now i'm kind of feeling for her uh but I, I I think they did a good job at making you feel for Jane throughout the film, as well as giving, you know, Thor that kind of extra push. It didn't feel like she was ever just a side character. It did feel like she had a story and it was told. We have a third main player, new guy, newcomer, Gore the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale, um, not his first... Uh, rodeo and towards a villainry. Think he did a pretty good job here. Did the story do good by his performance? No, and underutilized. L- listen, I did you see him butch any gods? No, one, one. Mm, yeah. Oh, one. I guess the, in in the beginning. Sure. In the beginning. very beginning. Yes. I just, I just, he was in five scenes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, he was the beginning I... scene, the fight, scene, the first fight scene in the town where he was at with the where he kids that's the children. Oh no, he was in six. He I'm had three. Sorry. He had three fight scenes throughout the movie, and then yeah, the then he had his cage interaction with the children. But uh, I mean, like if you think of like other Marvel movies, like if you're watching the Avengers, we saw Loki for maybe like three or four scenes you know we whenever we see like the villain like ultron we didn't see ultron all that much and You're ultron what? was mid no but i oh, mean no. Like, i i think we saw gore a good amount of times and like i i kind of enjoyed it i'm i'm gonna oh. stop you right there though loki and ultron got way more screen time than gore did for sure because both those villains each yeah. had like character moments I... with the core avengers in each of those movies we had like the um, fifteen minutes of the movie was like on Gore. I like the opening scene with Gore. I mean, every scene Gore's in, he does a phenomenal job. But part of me feels they definitely cut some stuff because we didn't see enough. As I mean, it, I, I don't know. The did threat get, didn't feel. Did he get Jared Leto? Oh, say did that get, again, Doctor Rico. No, you're saying oh, like oh, what more? What did you feel was missing? Is my question. The butching. Oh no, I know exactly what was missing from Gore. He didn't interact with any any of the heroes. He had one scene where he truly interacted with them and they didn't say anything to him. He just said, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a monologue of my sad story. But he didn't make them question themselves. He didn't make them feel like, hey, why do I feel like why why is he doing this? They How are you helping the people? How are you being yeah. a god? They but, never had. They never had yeah. a moment where when, they had in the shadow they realm. They had a when, whole scene on that. 
Wayne go. The, the, we were the, all the tied tentacle, up. The tentacle scene. The, the tied tentacle. up and and like mouth, and then he was just like, "I'm not gonna let you talk. You're gonna just yeah, hear I me mean, talk." It, to me, that's a little bit more frightening because like you're not able to combat. You're not. You're kind of helpless in the fact that you can't communicate. You can't express yourself. So you have to now listen to this villain kind of read you and tell you what you're what is going on maybe like even in your mind and you can't even formulate a way to combat that so in a way you're kind of like helpless to not even be able to argue what you're saying he made so, tessa thompson cry I, I i do believe he was scary in those scenes for sure he was but, scary but i don't feel in a way i, I kind of got purple man vibes from him if that makes oh, sense man. Purple man? Like, oh no yeah no, no, no calm no, down no, no. everybody no. i'm just trying to say like in the sense that like you can't you're kind of helpless in his grip and you can't really communicate or express how you're really feeling because he doesn't let you have that he doesn't let you even combat that but he has to restrain what? you to do that compared yeah. to someone like thanos where he's not he's not covering your not mouth or anything he's no, no, no. other purple man wait what, what no, purple man? Kill, um, kill from jessica jones, jessica jones. But, but, oh. But, oh. But here's the difference I feel like the point of not having power, like the point of power structures, especially with like relationships and like interpersonal relationships was like very explored in that show. They showed Jessica who was the only one able to combat him and his power in that show, like constantly fighting with him, constantly dealing with if she should listen to him or if she should just kill him, or if she should, you know, do something else entirely. I feel like Gore didn't give the heroes anything, but I think the bigger issue here is that I felt, and this is kind of going, this is sliding in through, I don't feel like the heroes had an arc for, like, a clear arc for Gore to question. I feel like Gore was an interesting idea, but because he didn't tie back into the arcs that they set up for Thor and Jane in the movie, it kind of just, there was no reason for him to interact with them and question them and make them feel and make them look into themselves. I hear, the I hear Nino on his point because by the end of the film, you know, the biggest thing for Gore, you know, Gore was left behind by the gods. And when he does interact with one God, he kind of laughs at his face and, you know, doesn't help him at all. So by the end of the film, Gore is supposed to challenge Thor, who is a god, and all other gods, whoever encountered Gore, and challenge them to be better than this dude who left him stranded. Do you feel Thor understood that lesson? No. I don't think he necessarily did. I think by how, the end of the film. How can you learn the lesson if you're never told it? Like, well, that's not, the thing. Gore is the only one who learned a lesson, you know. Imagine, right. imagine if I think if, that's. Im, sorry, go ahead. Um, imagine in those scenes with Gore, if he not only told them, but then he said, "What about you? I've watched you for a couple, you know, for a couple years now, and I kept my eye on you, but you don't seem to know who you are. You seem to keep saving people, but do you really help them?" Or are you just trying to fulfill something within yourself, like a selfish wanting to find yourself? A selfish which, God. Which is what Thor was hinting at at the beginning of the film, where he's like, I need to find myself. 
but ultimately maybe Gore could have his interactions with Gore could have made him introspect and be like I don't need to find myself I need to go and protect the people that need protecting which is ultimately where we end off in the movie yeah but I just don't feel like it was clear I'm not sure because I feel like we got that in like the first couple of Thor movies of like oh like I'm the god of the people but I'm also a very selfish god like I'm very young and I don't know what I'm doing and so like we got that in the first one and then like in the third one like we also saw like I am a god of of the people because of Asgard is in a place as a people so I'm here to like protect the people and then at the end of Endgame he's like you know what I because I know my place as like as a leader I'm not what these people need right now you are what these people need and so I'm giving the reins to you so I think like that was like a pretty big move on his part so that way he can kind of figure out what he's doing and like who is Thor if he's not God of Thunder you know like I think that's what his self-actualization journey was kind of about and in this movie in that scene that's like behind me when he goes to I can't remember the name of it not Olympus oh, but on omnipotent city omnipotent city um when he goes there he realizes the exact lesson that Gore was trying to teach that the gods are only in it for themselves and they're not really going to like help out they're they, they're not going to be there for the for the people so that's a, that's a great point but omnipotent city comes in like they they leave on on Infinity City and Thor learns that lesson halfway into the movie not at the climax not at any point where he has to make a choice or at the at the end scene where he has to talk to Gore and actually talk with him that's, yeah there's not a issue. there's not a sense of Thor taking everything that Gore has done and like being like gods y'all need to do better you know but it's 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 interesting because thor like you said darsh thor already came to that whole i need to stand by the people and do what's best for the people in the previous thor movies so his journey is not necessarily wrapped in with gore's journey thor's end goal here is it's love love conquers all dr jace's favorite theme love conquers all isn't that your favorite don't you love it when they go to love and love oh. conquers all. If only they would have yes. used us with that. No, with I'm kidding. You don't like that. You always say you don't like that. Oh, yes. Correct. Yes. Obviously. That's what we were alluding to. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Just forget it. <laughs> but, forget I mean, it. They, they teased us with that with the title. Love and Thunder. You know, like. Obviously well, the, the title has like a double meaning because her name, Gore's daughter's name was Love the whole time. That was her name. Yeah. I I I just realized really? um you mm-hmm. know how the trailers gave like a like an 80s vibe. Yes. Like the whole movie aside yeah. from Guns N' Roses playing the entire time was there like really an 80s vibe to the and I yes. will so he, he had the outfit in the beginning you the the um, Yes and then uh, that's it. <laughs> that was it. That was all so we got. The colors my, were bright. Uh, someone was telling me that there is like um if your movie has to be based off of like a time period then it's probably because like the writing and like everything else on it is on the weaker end um people may chastise me for saying this but wonder woman 1984 it was more of a period piece and it was like you didn't really get too much of a good story from it because like 
they kind of used the period as like a crutch for the movie. This one was really cool because they didn't use that time period as a crutch. They just used elements in like the like in the themes and the costumes and the music and all that. And I enjoy that way more than if we were like taken back to like 1980s. Yeah, I think the film was going for more of an homage to and I specifically think of Clash of the Titans type of homage. It was a pilgrimage. It was um very similar to like the Odyssey. Is it the Odyssey, the one with Jason or Odysseus? Odysseus, right? Odysseus he, is, is on the on the boat, right? And yes. goes to the various yes. islands. I feel right. that's what it was more of an homage to, which and again, the original Clash of the Titans came out in the 80s. That's what I feel what was going on here, because, you know, they have the encounter with the monsters. They have the encounter with the gods and the encounter with the evil being. That's what I thought the 80s vibe was going for. And I think they nailed that. I think that vibe is clear and it's it works. It works for Thor. Like if if Ragnarok was kind of like 80s sci fi, this is more like 80s adventure mysticism type of kind of going on here i think it works for it works for thor i don't think it works to be captain marvel outside yeah, of i mean marvel. sure i mean outside it, of it was a 90s piece so captain oh i'm sorry i was thinking miss marvel i'm sorry oh no 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 captain marvel it took place in the 90s so they made a blockbuster reference yes correct correct yeah no that didn't so but no that's that's, that's what darts was saying 10 out of 10 but yeah. no, no, Captain Marvel is what Darce is saying with no, Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah, yeah, right. it's not right. There you go. Um, Got it. So do you do you at least do we all buy into gore? You know, gods are hypocrites. Let me kill them all. Let me go wish for all of them to be dead. Is that a good enough villain plot for you? I feel it like is. his origin's kind of rushed. Yeah, his origin I, is I, weak. His origin, I mean, because he stumbles. I don't know. Maybe we we technically got what like maybe 10 ish minutes of gore in the very beginning maybe i would have wanted 15 maybe 20 just to flesh out this part because i feel like and i'm gonna go back to shang chi shang chi had a great main villain where you can relate somewhat to the main villain but still realize uh, he's wrong though he's wrong and the journey that the main character goes through to try and make them see the light, I think it's fantastic. Uh, you okay, Nidio? No, because you want to know something? You just reminded me of something. Shrek. Um, you know what? Now since oh. you mentioned that, let's uh, peel back the layers here. But something that I noticed, um, and with Phase 4 specifically, is that all the name like villains have all either been under control of something or under the influence of something. Yes. Taskmaster right. was... Wanda, Gore... Taskmaster was literally Taskmaster, sure. Yep, sure, sure. Shang-Chi's dad was literally being controlled. Yeah. By the, the... Yeah, okay, the voice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Spider-Man No Way Home, all the... Vi- or some of the villains were literally being influenced by either their psychosis or... Like their what do you call it? Um, the inhibitor the, chip. The inhibitor chip, and <laughs> that gone. was the whole point because, <laughs> yeah, because what do you? Because they had to save them. So now mm. I'm now I'm. Is that a cop out? I don't know if it's a cop out. 
I immediately picked up on it. So like, I, I feel you. Cause like when, when they introduced the blade and they were like, this blade makes you want to kill the gods. Like I was just like, laying there. Oh, come on. It's just laying there. He just, the guy, the God that just killed the guy that tried to use it on him. <laughs> he just killed him. And it's just there. I just, I Im hate that. I hate Imagine, that. imagine if we got, instead of 10 minutes or eight minutes, however, I think it was more like eight. It was definitely not 10 minutes at the beginning. Yeah, it's but like 10 is max. Imagine if we got 15 minutes and then, you know, the blade was already calling him. That's what led him to the God, right? So imagine. Yes. Uh huh. Imagine mm -hmm. if the blade went into his hands and we got a scene of the literal blade being like, they don't care, like, you know, whispering to him and saying, like, they don't care about you or, you know, is it, are you going to let them take up my vow, take up my, you know, I think take I up liked my that. oath. And then he chooses to take up the oath. I would be more convinced. You know? I would be more convinced that he would hate God because he he encounters one God, obviously one of his gods, the one of his gods that rules like his dominion, whatever. Actually, no, and, that was his God. They worship that god specifically. Okay, that's why yeah. you have the necklace. Okay, yeah. no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's one it's a god or the god of his area uh, of his religion, and based on that, he, he jumps from wow, my god is a a piece of shit. <laughs> he jumps from that to all gods must die. Well, I think I, I I think I would have liked a little bit of the whispering. I no, don't know. Like, you like, see, his background is garbage, but I liked how they did that with the gods a little bit because the god was based on the Greek gods, and the Greek gods historically have been douchebags. Wait, wait, wait. Mm -hmm. Which one? The, the I think he was his supposed main to be, god. He yeah, his main god. He was supposed to be Dionysus. Dionysus. Either that or Apollo. Wait, yes. Wait, his? Yes. That one? Yes. The one that yes, because he's he's in the credits. He's credited as Dionysius. That, like so the god of like food and wine. He's the god of yeah. wine. So that was a oh. Greek god. Yeah, it was a Greek god. That's what why he was dressed like. Dude, you know you saw the what? thing behind that him. Makes it it's so time. much worse. It's time to, now, 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 I have to agree with Toasty. His 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 backstory was trash because now you gotta now you gotta wonder, was it the gods? Was it Dionysus' fault that he didn't bring rain? Or was it this stupid man's fault for worshiping Dionysus in the Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Because these Dionysus gods are douchebags. Where is the raid? Yeah, the oh, gods are douchebag historically. It was not the first year that God was a douchebag. They know this. Yeah, but so I mean, why? he's not from Earth. He's from another No, planet. but even if they're yeah, not... Yeah, but gods the... can... As the, the movie yeah, would let Thor, you believe, Thor. the gods can hop around wherever they exactly. want. Exactly. So yeah. it's been shown that the gods are douchebag, and this guy was a douchebag. Like for some reason they worshiped this douchebag for years, and it's to the point where he instantly recognized the god, which shows that the gods, at one point or another, did show himself to his civilization. Well, they I mean, had a oh, little picture of him. The, the bracelet. Yeah, the bracelet, name. which shows that they knew what the god looked like. You tell me this guy at um, no point showed that he was a douchebag. You know, gods take on different names based on who's worshiping them, so it makes sense if this is Dionysius. He could have just had no, a different name. You see, historically, doors. you could argue that with like the Roman gods, like Jupiter yeah, and exactly. Zeus. But it seems that in the Marvel universe, they only have one name because Thor calls Zeus Zeus. Yes, and he, he also says uh, Zeus was my hero, which is you know exactly. So it shows right. that the gods only have one specific name. They don't change name or hop around. Obviously, if they mess around and introduce like Jupiter, Saturn, and all of the Roman gods, then 
you have more clonery, but Thor is known as Thor on Earth, and he's also known as Thor everywhere in the universe. So yeah. Asgard is known as Asgard. Valhalla is known as Valhalla. It's universal so far. So the same thing, the same thing could be said with saying. with um ooh, spoilers for the end credits, but with Hercules, um yeah, because Hercules is his Roman name. It's actually Heracles. Heracles. They got they got that wrong. They just got got that that wrong. wrong. But they only did that because Hercules is the famous name, I guess, for the movie. Hercules is a more well known name than Heracles. Hercules. Don't y'all mean Hercules? Absolutely not. Enough. Enough. Um, Um, And Hercules is also in the comics too. Like he's a pretty yeah. Hercules was bound to show up the moment they mentioned Zeus. You knew Hercules was going to show up. Now that actor. For anyone, just real quick. For Brad Goldstein. He's from Ted Lasso. You, Dr. Rika, because I did Rika not recognize knew. him. I did I not. I was like, I was like, who is that? I don't know. I, I haven't watched Ted Lasso. So. Oh, Ted Lasso. I watched that show. That's a good show. That's yeah. From Ted Lasso. Yeah. Wow. I didn't recognize him. What I was going to say is I think I've noticed a pattern that the Marvel villains that I've connected to the most are the ones in which I've liked the most tend to have more of, like there's more of a relationship, whether it's a familial connection, most of the time it is a familial connection to some of our like main characters. So you have folks that like Thanos does have like a vested kind of connection directly to some of the characters like within Guardians of the Galaxy, you have Loki, you have Killmonger, you have, you know, within Shang-Chi as well that when it comes to villains that they have to create that don't already have like a built-in connection in some way i think that's where i sometimes find things lacking um which i think is some of what you all are alluding to some of it not quite um as far as the way that i kind of perceive it because i didn't have a huge issue with with christian bale and in this particular villain i think at times though it felt like he was in a different movie and that may have just been performance choice i think he was having it looked like he was having a ball, okay? Looks like he was having a great time. It was a good performance. I also did feel like when he was showing up, it felt like something different was happening compared to some of the other parts of the movie, which is one of my critiques is like, I loved some of those rom-com elements. I imagine maybe we'll get to that. Uh, Really appreciated that part of the movie, had a great time with that, but that felt vastly different than what we saw like in the shadow realm or what Christian Bale was giving us. Uh, And so I think Marvel, you know, I, there's some TV shows I haven't watched yet. So I imagine there's some stuff I just don't know in terms of other villains that have maybe popped up. But I have noticed that if they don't already have like a built-in relationship, because frankly, tale is always time in terms of family conflict and what you can breed out of that. Um, that is literally my entire job is <laughs> listening to people's connection uh, and the ways in which that causes conflict. It's very, very easy to write stories about that. So I get why those are their strongest villains, but you can't rely on that forever. I think there's, I imagine a host of villains within the comics that folks really like to see on screen. So they're going to have to figure out a way to actually make this work because they don't know if they always have. So they, they definitely can't lean always into that, but I agree with what you're saying. When you really think about it, there is a connectivity piece. If they take out Dionysius and make it maybe a flashback and it's Frigga, or it's Odin, you know, you might have, you know, that connectivity that might make it, you know, 
Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Um, and I, I totally agree with you, Dr. Rika. Like, the, the familial connections, like, even having, like, um, Bucky in there, like, he didn't necessarily have, like, he wasn't a family member, but he was, like, you know, a little bit, um, he, he knew Steve beforehand. You, you can have, friendships can be the connectivity. That relationship, a direct relationship, always will make it more, probably more compelling than here's this guy hell bent on mm. killing gods but let's the... oh i oh. had more to say oh, oh. I, more oh. To say. I was gonna oh. move on from gore oh oh i just had more to say and you will listen to you, me. would you like to be the final little bit on gore um sure i'll be the final one okay but i and it's just something quick i think but i think it's a lot more interesting when stories like this can use vehicles to can, the characters can be vehicles for ideologies. Um, so like, you know, instead of it being like a, a very, a, a personal story or, you know, things like that, Gore could have represented like, oh, I'm fighting for this ideology because I think it's right. And then that's where the not conflict naturally comes into play. Like it doesn't need to have the, you know, the the familiar to go back to it i think they had the perfect setup if you gave me like the same thing on paper i would have been like it's great i just don't think they executed it well in terms of gore but i did i do agree christian bale knows how to act i just wish he they gave him better material to act so well i think we can all agree on that he was definitely fun i'm sad to see him go another marvel villain thrown in the gutter but I guess he had a bit of a redemption, but we'll see how that plays. Maybe we'll get more gore with love later on. Um, let's kind of, you know, let's get into some of, you know, these can be, I'm sure these won't be as long as our previous conversations. Let's get into just, you know, um, we, there's Valkyrie and Korg. Uh, did y'all enjoy their back? Um, were they given as much to do? Korg's the narrator. He's fun, of course. He's just kind of there. Uh, Valkyrie, too. I thought they would do more with Valkyrie. I um, agree. I, I felt like we were missing out on some Valkyrie moments. I wanted more Valkyrie moments. For they sure. definitely just gave her kind of the action bits. Uh, and her witty witticism is there. I don't really see her liking being king. It doesn't necessarily feel like she kind of she feels indifferent being. to it like uh, she said she likes being king i don't but i, I don't buy it but yes I, I don't. she wants to be back in battle she right. wants to be back in battle she says um and they also mentioned they she would have kind of a love thing going on yeah uh, i was about to bring that up i didn't see it i didn't see it either i, I didn't wait 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 they, they, they like in in anticipation for the movie the she, people that she was gonna said, have a love arc she was gonna have really? a love arc that wow. addresses yeah and the I most they said was the most they said was what she's like on the same team as thor she kisses the hand of one of the greek things oh okay right they didn't remember, but remember like, because that's not a story though no, <laughs> that's no, just it, like it, this is remember because it's gay that's as much story you're gonna get from disney yes the mention of of course as per usual the well lost girlfriend korg she can't korg. actually exist listen korg <laughs> is an alien species that literally teaches you how they mate and so for you to put and it's male on male 
It's there's no gender in that thing. Who said oh, that? They, he's a he said they make a boy. They said they make a boy. No, he said they make a dude. And is a dude a boy? Arguably yes, and arguably no. I'm pretty Either sure way, he said boy. Did he say? I thought he said boy. I think he said boy. He, he did dude. say boy. He did he not say dude. A rock no, no boy. he did say boy because he mentioned he had he two said dads. Boy. Yeah, he yes, said he, he had did. two dads. Yeah, he did say that. He directly dads, said but two they dads. They never introduced the uh, mom. They never introduced the idea. He doesn't, he doesn't have, have a mom. mom. There's no female. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is it is it considered gay? It's not gay. Yes. There doesn't have to be two different gendered alien species in order to procreate, and that's what he was trying to. If he that. says he has two dads, that means there is another gender, or the no, equivalent to a female. No, I, I, I think maybe they were alluding that there's only one gender dudes, in their race. You know? Yeah, maybe because they're just he weird. he like, didn't even yeah. say about just his two dads. He made it seem like that's the way they procreate. That two rock dudes come together and hold hands yes, over the moment. You're right. That, that's the way they made it sound like. So, but it's the, it's the fact that he said "boy" would imply there is, I guess, another gender. Oh, uh, I but guess. That would okay, also okay. assume that based on other genders, <laughs> there would be based on other species, there would be considered boys. Why? Why didn't he say a rock child? He could have yeah, said rock he, child. He did it. He was very specific. He, he said rock boy. <laughs> he was. We never saw a rock girl, so as of right now, we just have to assume. But he rock he boys. fell in love too. He fell in love too with when, another when, but not Dwayne. Not. Dwayne, oh my God. He had, a, he had a rock mustache. He sure did. I like he, that. That's crazy. I can't believe silly. they threw that in there. Um, oh, but definitely welcome. I, I love Cork. He's great. Valkyrie's still great for the little that we were given. I hope we yeah. get more. Maybe like the, the whole town yeah. of New Asgard seems worth exploring. No, they uh, miss it with her. They gave her the thunderbolt, and she didn't do anything with it. it she did. Like, got caught so quick. Yeah, by Gore like, with the it, thunderbolt. Is yeah, I remember like they made a point like she wanted it as if she was gonna get some kind of new ability from it. No, it was just wasted. So, and then Thor uses it, and it's just like here's another yeah. weapon for Thor. Cool, they kind another of thunder weapon for the thunder god. All I right. did want to see a little bit more, like Ooh. ladies kicking ass. You know, like I really wanted to see more. Uh, Why didn't I, they have a solo bit with Jane and uh, the Valkyrie? Well, they Stay did louder. kick ass. I a hold up. I, they did kick <laughs> ass. Yeah. I, they I kicked ass. More. No, they more. did. Who's they did. But like, don't you think, don't you think that's a don't you think that's a missed opportunity that they could have just it had was. them? So yeah, I, I wish I wish there was a scene where Thor was the damsel. I'll he was the yes. that was oh, yes. it writes itself. It writes itself. It's I mean, part Thor could have been. Thor could have been. He would have been ashamed too. He would like, oh no, I can't be the damsel. What's going on? Thor, uh, Thor could have been locked up by Zeus that whole sequence and just let Valkyrie oh, and man. Jane. Oh my god, go how in. funny would it have been if like Valkyrie and Jane did like the Thor and Loki thing where somebody get help? Get help! Get oh, off. get help! <laughs> oh, oh Tom, I, how do they not think of this? The thing I really, is, oh, go ahead. I know when they first announced the movie and said Natalie Portman was coming back, they had alluded to, and I think I was cut off by my Wi-Fi, so I'm going to repeat, even if y'all already had this conversation, but they alluded to so much that they hoped was going to be happening. The fact that like Valkyrie would be looking for a partner with the assumption wow. that it would be a woman. Um, obviously, we did not see that happen. Also, they alluded to like more interactions between uh, Jane and Valkyrie. We saw some of it, 
I too agree that I would have wanted more. I think there was space for that. I think, frankly, I liked their chemistry so much. I have like, I don't feel that Jane and Thor have like my favorite chemistry in the world in terms of a romantic partnership, but I really love the chemistry between Jane and Valkyrie as like platonic, like fight me. It was cool. But like, love that. And I think there should be more like just women as friends kicking ass. As friends, yes. Along with giving Valkyrie a partner as they had alluded to wanting to do. Yes, I'm guessing it got cut. It could be the one armed lady okay, that we saw. Sif. Well, yeah. Lady Sif. I don't know what that but is. That's she's her name. Part Sif. of Thor's yeah. uh, squad. You don't need to remember. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. no, no, no. Korg, Korg made fun of that fact because when he was narrating oh. the beginning portion, he was like, All of the boys this person died. This yeah, person. Okay. And then when he talked about the squad, he didn't even mention their name. They're like, Oh, yeah, okay. that guy died. That guy died. That's what it was. You see, yeah. but her role was badly done, too. Like, she had like oh. what, two minutes. One she minute of scene, like, probably probably like less than the gripe of, of Thor is that like they they allude to Lady Sif so much and then they literally never use her. Like she we don't even her. know what Lady she's, Sif has been doing. Uh, yeah. uh, the sun, uh, I forgot his Time name. Dolls. but Time like Dolls. what the last time you see Lady Sif, and this is for anyone who watches it, is Agents of Shield. That is the last time you see her. That's not Whatever. canon anymore. It, well, anymore. wait till Secret Wars. Secret Wars will confirm Ooh. if wait, what Secret Wars will consume your Marvel with uh, Nick with Shield. It's a Shield. Oh. It's another Shield show. Oh, okay. Um, we got a little Sif, piece of her and Loki. We we got to see that repeat of history scene. Oh, she was. You're right. At, you're the, right. at the end of Thor: The Dark World, she did say that like someone needs to go and like protect the nine realms. Someone needs. To Is that go. what she said? Yeah. So she she basically took up. Thor's job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, she her appearance here was just for a joke, and it makes me think yeah. maybe that was who Valkyrie was going to have a romantic uh, interest oh, in, because now they're yeah. both they're both training the children, right? So it makes yeah, me think maybe there was cut. Now that I think I'm about thinking it, it was cut. It lines up. We'll never know. Oh, again, no. it's, it's it's one of the shortest Marvel movies. I believe a lot got cut here. Yeah, I I, okay. I do feel yeah. a lot got cut because oh, like there's there's I I feel like we went to such interesting places but never spent any time in them. We went yeah. to like the the city of the gods and then we there were like one room. Here. We were in one, one room, room, one right. room, and then most of the room was spent to Zeus with Zeus. Like, yes, yeah. oh, only Zeus. And, and, every, I, I, Russell, and Crow, you know, and you know Russell Crow did a good job. Look, and for every point, every for every scene. That we get with Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson together, just you know, being it, it, we get one point off away from being a true feminist movie every time Zeus is involved. So that's how I felt about the movie. Every time I was like Zeus, I was like, "Damn it, there we go again." Well, yes, because he has his court yeah. of women. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lost opportunity to really lean into because I, I think. Um, you know, one of the things that a lot of folks are talking about in Endgame was like, you have this team up of all like the women characters, but it also felt like, but y'all like don't really do that frequently. And so this felt like kind of shoehorning it in. And so here is a whole movie in which you really could flesh out the opportunity to really uh, create relationships between these women 
Wow. within this universe and and didn't do that as much it felt really disappointing like i i will take my crumbs okay i will eat them up but i wanted a whole <laughs> meal okay consuming your mother i think you know what movie is gonna fit. well the movie that should capitalize on this which comes out next year the marvels if they don't capitalize on this we're gonna have a major yeah. issue the, yeah. the problem the problem why do I have to Disney? consume more Marvel products <laughs> yeah. to get to to get to this point? Man. This is what you I, sign up for. Well, again, it's a woman. It's a woman at the helm of the Marvels. Here you have Taika, who I don't think is not a feminist, but he puts all the focus on Jane and Thor. That's where majority of the focus is. So, but you can, is, I can, you can definitely feel that he was he was really trying to he was some queer he was doing his here. best yes. it was more than i, I anticipated yeah Be because i felt this much i just feel like i just feel like you know with disney that they think with and this is a, a clear critique whoever if, if anyone from disney is listening and you are on our side and you're on queer people's side take keep keep fighting because i feel like the executives at Disney care so much about money and so much about, and they think that progress is being like, oh, but um, Valkyrie kissed a woman's hand. <gasps> Shock and awe. Those, why, why would you dirty queers want an actual relationship with characters? <laughs> you queers, go back queers. And, yeah, just go back into your little hole and die but consume our Marvel products because maybe we'll do it right the next time. That's, That's what Grandmaster me. wants. He wants us to consume more No, Marvel I'm not saying, no, I'm just saying. Wait till phase five, guys. That's not what, I. well, I'm not talking as far as, you know, the whole push for inclusion. I'm talking about just, you know, if you're not satisfied <laughs> with the overall film. But um, yes, clearly I mean, like, Disney. I, I... Go ahead. Oh, I, I mean, uh, I don't want to because this could spiral into a whole other conversation oh. as far as you know Disney and what they we know yeah. Disney has don't. their own agenda. We, we know we know how Disney can be, but I do have to say like the little crumbs that we got, it was a lot in this movie, and I really appreciated it. You know, we got um, keep pushing, keep fighting, like, keep, just like the colors that they use and all the stuff. Like I, I just really appreciated a rainbow, the bridge. rainbow, uh, well, the uh, rainbow but... bridge. But also what Jane said uh, in the very beginning when they were trying to figure out how to fight them, fight him in the shadow realm. And he was like, well, I guess I'll fight them with a the rainbow. Or she, she said something like that, like a cheesy one liner. Like that, yeah, she but, did like, say something like that. She they did. mentioned, you know, you have Korg that even that could allude to, you know, some sort of. Queerness. It definitely does. It definitely does. I don't think so, because he's an alien. Um, You have uh, Valkyrie that is you have those two scenes but then they also talk and they confirmed that the person that died in her vision in Ragnarok was like someone she deeply cared for that was like her her love interest and so like oh yeah they did been confirming all of that so um, i think that when we were first getting into this we originally heard through theories and grapevines and rumors that Valkyrie was going to be exploring more of her it wasn't a rumor it was stated like it was, it was stated yeah it was, it was stated, stated. i mean yeah. uh, it stated that we're gonna get a deeper dive into her love life but i think it was rumors that it was gonna be like alluding more to the bisexual side of it where she was like you know kind of between thor and maybe even between jane or a different love interest like so it was it was kind of interesting to hear that and then like even in the comic books we have peter quill is a bisexual character 
and like that was like really like shut down like completely could be because of the main actor that's playing him that probably doesn't want to have to go through anything like that but i think that like even the little breadcrumbs that we're getting it's it's nice it would be cool to see other aspects of it um who knows maybe we'll get a hulkling and wicking connection in love in little avengers um so see you're well, setting the expectation. You're right. So Marvel product. You're saying it could maybe we'll get it right this time. I, I, face I, by. I'm just but, saying. But I. But I think oh. I think I'm gonna quote Doctor Rika here because I and I've taken this into like my own personal, like um, like counseling sessions where like we can hold multiple things at the same time. I. Ever since I heard that changed my life. I can hold multiple things at the same time. I can celebrate, you know, the crumbs that we get. And I can also be very critical. Um, but I will say if I was playing Star-Lord, I would be fighting tooth and nail to kiss Crimson Blue. I would want, okay. I, want I would want to okay. end. No, 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 and, listen. And that's a lovely would... point. That's a uh, in, in, in Darcy's scene specifically? In Darcy's scene specifically? Period. Yes. I would, I would be like, I would be like, why, yeah. why can't you just put me in the movie? Like, put me in the movie, and I, I will suffer as a gay character, as a bisexual character, if it means I get to fawn over Chris Hemsworth a lot in this movie. That's it. That's all I want. Thank saying, you. Go ahead and cast me. I, Tessa and Natalie oh. and Chris <laughs> and Brett. Like, look, it's uh, the wonderful joys of being queer. Come on. The th the thirst is is alive and it is it's thriving. alive and well. And I was just it, about to say what you just it, shared. It, that, I mean, is, isn't Tessa like... part of the community too? She is part of the community. Yeah. Yes, she she's is. um, I forgot. I think she was dating Janelle Monae at one point. Oh, okay, uh, got it. Yes, um, I I want to move us forward, um, but this was great. This was great. Let's hope we get again of the loaf of bread. No more breadcrumbs um how about the children the children were a big part of this film uh very i did not see this coming a uh, one heimdall has a son <laughs> i don't like how when, that was just random where it who? was so right when with, well, and it was done so in a weird was. way where it was like the hologram it just appeared out of nowhere like oh hey uh Thor, it's, I'm, uh, it's heimdall's astrid son. it's I'm like, heimdall's son what well, he, he, he was from asgard we have to assume he married somebody no no the man could not have been no, at the no, tower no, no, no. like a priest the entire time that was they, that they, was his that is, stick that was yes, his stick correct. he was the gatekeeper he's he was the gatekeeper that worked at night of five then went no, home no, no. he does not work at Oh, but we do have to realize that in the third movie, he was a refugee. He was running away. He was trying to protect people. And so, like, he could have found love. So he had time exactly. to procreate? Running okay, from hell? I, I would say, yeah, yeah. maybe. Wouldn't you know, you he's yeah, I think I said the man was a monk. He's not a monk. They, no, the first, the, the first Thor film would make you think he stands there at all times. You're, and then, okay, after the I, second I, one, I get it. You're, you're judging him from... I'm Heimdall, but I guard the Bifrost, right? That's him in the Bifrost. And, Thor and, one and throughout two. the throughout but the MCU, he slowly becomes more human-like and more Darth personable. Darth is saying maybe during that time, he probably knocked someone up. 
And I would have loved if they just I would have loved if they just said it. I wish they were correct. Because the (laughs) fact that Heimdall has a son, it's just like, okay. It's probably because they didn't think about it until this movie. That's probably the sad part. (laughs) Because they wanted to have the end credit scene. And because of the end credit scene, they probably thought about the son. Thank you for saving my son. I don't need all that. I really don't. (laughs) Thank you, Jade Foster. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think that's the biggest deal is no. the fact that he has a son i think the kids were cute i thought the I Thor scene where they got the powers and the bear that was cute that was cute so, yes. but here's, cute. But, here's the, but here's here's my issue because again if you told me that was in the movie you put it on paper it's a great concept thor realizing that he can't do it himself literally imparting part of himself into the children into did, the next generation did you see then, how it did how, how oh, i'm sorry Nino. did you see how he did it when um the camera shot it was like Idrisil, the tree the yeah Idrisil, Idrisil. the tree yeah yes. that was yes. cool yes. that was cool i, I like that, that. Cool. Good. and then and then and then at the end him literally taking becoming a caretaker for a child literally the next generation finding a purpose if you told me that was in the film, I would have been like, wow, that sounds amazing. I just am disappointed with how it was handled because it felt very disconnected from other parts of the film. Hmm. I see that. If that makes sense. He has I think it does make sense. I just don't think the Heimdall, like, we needed a whole backstory on his son. I don't think that's Oh, no. It, 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 was just, it was just silly. Me, Honestly, you know what it was? About you, Heimdall. You know, you know what it was for me? What if it was, it was the hologram. It was the hologram. That was the first time we saw him. And it was through that silly, dumb hologram. Of it the wasn't head. your power. Yeah. I didn't like it. Power. And, then he's, and then he said. He's a and then kid. Axel's, he's testing it out. His power. Okay. But then Axel said. Introduce him earlier. You have to introduce him through this. Yeah, but then, but then, but I think with the nail in the coffin is that it was like Thor, it's me, Heimdall's son, and I'm like, <laughs> yes, the, I didn't. It was weird. That's because it's a kid they, actor. No, That's Cor- why we're no, not a kid listen, no, listen, Cor- 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 they, pointed that out. They could have just done something silly. Uh, Thor's walking through New Asgard, bumps into a kid. Oh, hey, hey, Heimdall's son, what's up? Done, done. That's it. I wouldn't be Asgard that long. I I just okay, did not it, like the silliness of the floating it's, head. It's, it's it simply show us, not tell us. Show us, not tell us. Because, you know, at this point, hey, there goes Wong's son. He's been at Camartage this whole time. Oh, and wow. Now, I don't need a 30-minute explanation. Could, no one's asking for a 30-minute. I don't need a 30-minute. He could have yeah, bumped I'm not into him early minutes. in the movie and thrown a baseball at him or something. No, hey, there goes there goes, there goes, there goes Mordo's son. Mordo's son's been here this whole time. Or, or, even, or, even, or even you could have, when you cut to Tessa Thompson, you could have a moment with, like, connecting with, like, the mom and Axel and then being like, you know, like, oh, like just reflecting on like his I'm eyes are coming in. Yeah. Oh, his, yeah. Something like that. that. I don't really it's care. So, but it's so quick because then it just uh, feels like it just are you, feels are like. You, are you Nick Fury? I'm, I'm I'm your son, John Boyega. I'm here to be. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we talk about the, the kid that had the magic wand and oh, was yeah. sucking up some aliens <laughs> with her magic oh. wand? Okay, but what about the kid wand. with the I care bunny? About the magic wand. The, the magic the wand. Bunny, whatever it was. All of it was wonderful. <laughs> All of it was <laughs> wonderful. They, was they were science. getting all the aliens with their little the toys. It's cute.
can this be i i just feel they're they've been doing this on a bunch of these phase four projects they are really starting to allude to a young avengers type of thing going on here because right. out of all well love of course now love is definitely gonna be part Which, of that but by the way Hyundai that's Sun. chris Hemsworth's real daughter that's his real yes. daughter yes very nice wait, wait, wait love is is Yes. 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 The girl mm -hmm. at the end. I, that is amazing. I love. I Actually, again, things on paper I would love, but props to her <laughs> because she, whatever accent Christian Bale was doing, she nailed it. I and I don't know if it was like a Welsh, or if he was trying to go Australia or something. Oh, I mean, he's from Wales, but she right. nailed. She nailed his accent. Whatever that accent is, I was like, damn, she's good. I need she to sounds listen like to it again. Be, Wow. Oh, yeah. Go listen to it again. Um, but yeah, it just feels like it's the past. We thought the passing of the torch would be to Jane. And I guess this was a really nice subversion of expectation because I, I for one, did not see this coming at all. A child wielding any sort of power of Thor. I didn't. And I, I really like this. I, I, for one, am team love. I love that yes. for Thor, too. Like, but it's big daddy imagine if in the movie imagine if in the movie with thor's arc about finding himself he realizes that oh instead of trying to focus on finding himself he should protect the future that's right in front of him thus aka protecting the children and then at the been... end, he, he could even say i'm the god of thunder and children uh, nino Character i see fitting. your visions i see it it works they, they need you in the writing room they, yes, they do. They really do. I w I could have done so much better writing this movie, but that's just me. We did, all could have been there. Did you guys like um the the whole Mjolnir and Stormbreaker? Yes, hundred percent. That was one of the best parts in the movie. Yeah. I love that's, that. That's that's rom com. They were characters. They were literally characters. Every time it, you saw a Stormbreaker just easing in <laughs> the shot. <laughs> Or even when he was talking about me, talking inside of the ship, Stormbreaker, like the ship kind of like stumbled a little oh, bit because right. he was talking to the Mirrenir. Hilarious, man. Yeah. Hilarious. I, I thought it was Taika Gold. And the, I, uh, I, I was going to say we hadn't talked about the uh, the uncredited cameos that we got uh, within the <laughs> Oh, oh super. Yeah. So we got, was it Luke Hemsworth? Luke Hemsworth. Chris is the older middle? brother. Oh, he's the older brother. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon Again. and Melissa McCarthy. Yes. Oh, and well, Sam Neill, the great Sam Neill. Oh, Melissa yeah. McCarthy. That was who it was. He played Hella. <laughs> That's funny. And her husband. Yes. What, what did he do? Yeah, he was a stage He's the director. Or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. That was a nice little surprise of like, just a cameo that's not really related to Marvel. It's just like people, because my theater reacted. They were like, oh, yeah. Like, no, so it I was, think, you know. It's funny because I'm thinking it, like, oh, wow, it's Matt Damon and, and, and it's the other Hemsworth. Who are they going to get to play Hella? Because they're talking about the Hella story. So who's Hella? And then, bam, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Very random, but it works. I, I loved it. And I mean, I also want to talk about another hilarious character that was added into this movie. I was cut off a little bit earlier on in the podcast. Uh, go, go ahead. Those screaming goats were so <laughs> funny. 
Anytime they appeared on screen, I was dying laughing. And I don't know if it's because like we saw it a little bit later or if it's just like such stupid humor that I'm a child and I loved it. I literally almost cried myself into peeing myself when they got to the shadow realm and they hit that planet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were dead. I, I thought they were dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they hit it straight on. I I, I thought Idiots that was did. it. I it was, was the it was the perfect balance because when I first heard them scream, I was like, oh god, is this gonna this be this is the shtick? Is this, this is gonna the... be the whole film anytime these goats are on screen? And it was, <laughs> but it was not it was not overbearing. It was like now no. we could only use the meat. And then they stop screaming and it yep. looked, that was funny. I like that. <laughs> it makes me wish though they gave more screen time to Valkyrie's Pegasus. I will say that. They could yeah. add some. It, it, nice was, it, it was in the movie, right? It was yeah. it, it, it appeared. Uh, yeah, that's okay. what Mighty Thor used to get into the final battle. Yes. She yeah. jumped okay. to the portal using that. I mean so was yeah. that alluded to in any of the previous movies that the horse can open portals? Well, the fact that the uh, horse is here so. at all, I yeah. guess you have yeah. to. I mean, lore-wise, the Valkyrie used to ride the horses and appear from the sky into the battlefield. So we had to assume you they say, were I able to fashion. So, portals in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to assume there's a whistle, too, a distinct whistle that can call the Pegasus. Just like, you know. The goat. Could, the goat. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But nice, nice additions. And again, it makes it feel more like a... Again, like kind of the Odyssey going on here. They're being charioted by these two cosmic goats. <laughs> yeah. It works. It works. It works. Um, so let's see. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the Eternity. Oh, well, the ending sequence. R.I.P. Jane Foster. Is love the Eternity? These are questions that we are now. Is Gore redeemed? The ending. Let's talk about the ending. Uh, are you? Are, are you? Uh, I mean, I don't think Jane's dead because uh, Valhalla is a thing. And it's just a different this. realm. Yeah, it's a different realm. It's well, a plane dead. of existence. Night, yeah, died. Night, uh, alluded to it. Yes, she died, but she got look, a god's death. She got a god's yes. that she went to, which is weird because, like, I thought Moon Knight uh, alluded to you had to believe in the religion. Right. It, well, she it, became it, Thor. She became Thor. You but did she believe, believe in Norse mythology? She had be, she had, I mean, if you, if well, you, I guess she saw Thor. Did, She's like, oh yeah, did, it must yeah. be real. If you did the yeah. knickknack paddywhack with Thor, it's very hard not to believe in Norse mythology. <laughs> I believe these saying. gods. Nick did she technically believe? Did she technically die on breaking, the battlefield? If Thor is breaking your she, bed, she I did. You had to die in battle. She didn't die in battle. Nino, let me stop you right now. <laughs> she did die in battle. It was a battle going on. Did she succumb to a wound from that battle? No. Well, she... I mean, what about Lady succumbed. Sif? Then? Lady Sif was alive. We don't know. How no, long but remember, Lady she Sif... wanted to die. She wanted to how... die. She was... We don't know how long Lady she wasn't Sif... dying. The battle was concluded, and we don't know how long she was laying there for. You could assume she was probably mm. laying there. God knows how long. Doctor so Rico, pull to yourself be... together. That must be. Uh... It is just. <laughs> It is oh, just Chris Hemsworth, hanky spanky. It is not that serious. <laughs> also, in the first Thor film, she said, "Oh my God!" At that point, that oh, is God. the God she's right. Oh, that's the God. So she believes. that's the God she was looking at. 
So that's the god she believes in. Yeah, they were playing so, hide the hammer. Do you yeah. think we'll see Valhalla again? Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, you don't show Valhalla and not do anything with it. Yeah. In what um, capacity though? Will they be able to break the plane? Yeah, they no. showed Heimdall. They showed Heimdall. Yeah, and I feel like all of the ancient heroes from Asgard are in Valhalla. Those are a bunch of heroes probably in the Marvel universe that they can bring back. Well, all Thor's story. friends are there too. Wait, all of also, Thor's Yeah, all right. of Thor's friends are there. Yes. And um, also any and other also, past hero or any other past Thor's might be there. And also mm-hmm. if you think about it, like if they're dealing with gods, there is always going to be a god of death. I know we already had it with Hela, but there's multiple gods of death out yeah. there. There has to be someone that rules over the dead. Um, you know what I mean? And th- I could just see that there's like a very interesting story, especially if you're getting chased by Hercules, like around the universe, um, where death has been like like chained up or death has been like not to take from um percy jackson but death has been missing and then suddenly all the death the dead come back that's an interesting thing and it would be interesting for you know i don't i just think if they included it and also they got heimdall back for it so that's me that makes me think that something's important happening well by definition loki is there too no uh no because no, Loki's no. in the alternate universe not no 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 no, 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 no. that's that a different Loki oh Loki that got his neck snap snapped by Thanos correct but we have to argue that Loki that a hero and he was still not a scumbag was he hero worthy to go to Valhalla yes yeah. yes not just anybody he that goes he did it in defense of the people that were on the ship he wasn't just fighting and he, and, he fi- you know and that was a moment where he finally admitted that he was Odinson. You know, okay, you know what? Yeah, ah, Loki might be there. Did. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah. I think I think I don't think he'll come back in a Thor. Like I think that version of Loki will. You know, if we see him, he's not going to play a big role because I think that they're going to be doing so much more interesting with the other stuff Loki. with Loki right. stuff. So, well, I think we're gearing towards an Asgard series. They have the Wakanda series in the works. Oh, I it naturally, that. yeah. It naturally seems like. Oh wait, wait. The... Are you saying there is one, or this is where we would? No, we know there's a Wakanda series. No, but no, I'm no. Just saying... Asgard, Asgard. Is what I mean, Asgard. Yeah, because yeah, we have rumors. The... It was floating around that Asgard. Consume my I mean, But we just, we just Consume, have, we have the, Consume. we have Valhalla, we have the children, we have mainstays like Sif and uh, Valkyrie. It just seems mm. natural that this mainstays. would be. That's a very a... big word for a very small character, Sif. That's all well, if well, if they give her the Asgard with, show, there you go. And, and, and I mean, they, that's, they, that's what they could develop with uh, Valkyrie. Oh, if they oh, really? uh, if they give her the Asgard show, I guarantee you that show's tanky. But <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, give like like Lady Sith is the main yes, lead of yes, a- if, <laughs> yes, that show. Well, no, I think Tessa Thompson. Tessa would lead it. Tessa would lead it. And well, maybe if they want to include Valhalla, Idris, and Jane, but I don't know if they'd be down. Can they pay him with his busy schedule? Can they pay her? Yeah. Yeah, Tessa Thompson's on Westworld. Oh, she is? Yeah, she's been on Westworld. Oh, wow. It seems that Lady Sif will be getting the Asgard. (laughs) 
We are again the Asgardians. Oh, uh, Meek, Meek is there. Meek is whatever his name is, the scissor dude. He's there too. Can they pay him? I mean, he's a CG monster. Yeah. It's a it's a motion capture. So okay, like, it oh, speaks alien wow. jibber jabber. So I'm just saying that's <laughs> yeah. a character. That's a character. Um, um so I'm sorry. What we'll go? Oh no, I was just say eternity. I don't know if you were gonna. Oh, eternity. That. Yes. Is is love eternity? Is love um re, is eternity reborn as love? They show the yes. reflection they, of eternity did, taking the form they of did love. The, the reflection, but. I don't remember Gore having like laser beams come out of his eyes. So I, since they never really showed any of that, and then she did that, it kind of makes you think like, okay, maybe she does have like celestial powers. Like, wait, she did? Yeah, she like blasted like. The yeah, pan. when he wait. was telling her to put on the shoes, he. Oh right, like the, a laser the, the pan, the pan. I, yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking yeah. of when her eyes just glowed, like when. I'm when guessing that's the, eternity, the right? That's eternity. I think it's safe to assume that that's eternity in there. Um, the actually no, the it might be because the silhouette yeah. of the eternity. It looked like Galactus silhouette a little bit because it had like no, the horn. It looked thing. like a. It looked like a. Uh, what what's it, what, is, what are they called? Dars. You know Celestials. what they're called. Yes, Celestials. Celestials, yes. Well, the Celestials were at Omnipotent City. Yes, some of them, yes. No, they were were also in the place where they went because when the head fell and Thor cut the head to stop crushing the kids, there were six eyes. But those were statues. Those weren't actually... No, those were statues, but it was statues of Celestials. Celestials. So so the Eternity... The Living Tribunal that was there floating, um, You there was a couple of other uh, things that were there. And that... The shape, though, that Eternity has in the comic book, it it Who looks comes like first. There's there's actually another scene when the girl was walking up toward the dad or you know Gore, whatever the villain name was. Her shadow was yeah. Eternity. Yeah, it took the form of her shadow. It was a quick scene because you saw her hair f- flowing, but it was Eternity as a little girl, and it, it pinned up and showed the girl. Yeah, that's what we're saying. That's why we think. That yeah, Eternity- and. Once he made the wish, eternity disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, you see, I wish, I truly wish, I truly wish that there wasn't a sword aspect, like, oh, the sword is influencing him. I wish that Gore could have came to the realization himself. And Man, that's like, what I think of Wanda. Wow. You know, interesting. Here's the, here's the difference. You know, they got you. Um, Where is this going? Here's here's the difference. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Doctor Strange had an arc in Multiverse of Madness. Thor did not have an arc in this movie. I'm, was I'm just, just like, I'm gonna go find him. Thor's myself. arc was that he went from dad bod to just a dad. Mm. Mm, that's good. You know, physically. Yeah. Not, not, not and mentally. mentally. And mentally. Well, lo- well it's he... love. Love conquers all. Love oh wins. Oh my god. Okay, but okay, but let's let's talk let's that's that's what you're going with. That's what you're going with the theme of this movie. That's what, that's what the movie with. would have you, but that was what the movie would have. It's you in the title. Too. Love is the theme. You're right, but let's see what what the setup is for that. Because at the beginning, Thor is saying that he's being lost. He's feeling like he needs to find himself, and he's and doing then, like. What did the Guardians just say after that, though? They were like, "You really need to find something to love in order for okay. you to like." It might be shitty, but. It's worth the shitty feeling. Okay, right, right. 
So now let's look at the villain, the antagonist, right, of the movie. Now let's look at them, how they compare to Thor getting to that arc. If the antagonist is saying that all gods are selfish, all gods only care about themselves, they don't care about the people that worship them, and um, they deserve to die, how does that relate to love conquers all? Because you stop Gore by making him realize what he really wanted was not to kill the gods. It was for the love of his daughter. And like, I think we like, also have to take into account that like for a lot of people, like religion is really rooted into them, into the fact that like they have a love for their God. Um, and so in the same way to find out that this being that you have been loving, that you've been sacrificing your whole life for is like a total ass wipe excuse my language but like for that to happen and then on top of that like the love of your daughter like your daughter just died like you are in a lack of love and so now the theme of the movie being love and the contrast of what is the antithesis of love it could be like vengeance it could be whatever gore was doing like i think that it, it can correlate and you can kind of see the the difference in, in the contrast between the two. And I think it was also visually seen as well. Every scene that had like Thor and Jane, especially when he saw Jane, like he went into that really cool armor that was like even more colors. Even the cape was like a red velvety red, you know, like you got to see all these different colors. And when you get to Gore who lost all that love, it was like all black and white. It was all like in that, that form. So I think that you can kind of see the contrast of those two of Thor trying to find love, trying to reconnect with love. And then Gore kind of taking out his anger because he has nothing to love. But then the issue with that is Thor doesn't make him believe in that because you could, you can argue and yeah, go ahead and say, I'm a hypocrite because of multiverse of madness. Go ahead. But you can say that because the sword was destroyed and Thor, like if there was, I like the idea that Thor was just like, you make your own decision, but this is not really what you want. I'm going to go do what I choose to do. I feel like if that was more fleshed out, if there is more instances showing that gods literally take away the choice of people, and then Thor ultimately was just like, this is not my choice to make. You got to do this. If I live or die, I'm just going to go spend it with the person that I love, that I care about. And then that changes Gore. That would have been a lot more emotionally satisfying than the sword being broken. And then Thor does that. But then there was nothing else in the movie that leads up with specifically with Thor's interaction with Gore to lead to that scene. That's why well, I think it feels that's in that the that's in a better version of this movie though. But I think it's also Thor is a god, you know? And so like for Gore to see that Thor, oh god, all these oars. Um to <laughs> see that um Thor chose love, chose the people like over trying to save the day. I think that's really kind of what woke him up. And also the fact that he was like Remember what you're fighting for. Remember the fact that, like, you wanted to have this wish. Are you really going to sacrifice the one wish that you can get into this universe? You collected all your Dragon Balls. One wish you can get in this universe. Instead of bringing back your daughter, you were going to just kill all the other gods. Is that really what you want? 
And then what purpose would you have at that point? Right, exactly. But then then why not have Gore make that decision and fight with the influence influencing him, fight with the sword and ultimately throw it away? That's it. That's in the better movie. We can't we can't talk about the the hypothetical. We gotta talk about what's given here. I want to also bring back to the fact that in the beginning when he was in that paradise, the sword called to him because it knew that he was angry at the gods. It wasn't that the sword was like, once you pick me up, you're going to want to kill all of the gods. It was like, we know that you're upset with the gods and this sword is going to help you slay them all. Because it said that the sword was calling him based off of how he was feeling. So him having that feeling and him being there and it coming out of the shadows and him grabbing it, it's not, I don't think that it was under the influence. I think it was just feeding off of the fact that he was upset at the gods. The issue with that, Dars, is that I think that that is really subtle storytelling. And this movie is anything but subtle throughout the rest of its runtime. And for subtle storytelling and more visual storytelling, to be present in a movie, you can't have such loud, not subtle aspects of the movie. Literally, the whole, the whole there was a whole joke of slowly like the hammer coming in. Like th- these aspects aren't subtle. So why? So then, if the movie's teaching you not to take it subtly, why should I take the subtle elements as serious as they should be, even if it looks good on paper? That's well, the I'm question. Gonna... That's the question that I'm left with. Because I think also when after he killed the god, the god said something to him and he was like, no, this isn't like my new thing to worship. This is a promise, you know, a promise that I can actually go out and fulfill, you know. So I think like him saying that, him turning more into the gore character, I don't think that was like a subtle thing. I think it was a pretty big and loud thing. Um, So that's why I feel like I, I kind of enjoyed this character. Like it wasn't too much in your face because we were getting the comedy aspects we were getting the love aspects and then we got some of the, the villain aspects so i think there was a good balance of it all could we have gotten more villain scenes sure could we have seen more god massacres sure but i think that this was i i think the pacing of it was good if we're going to start doing the ratings on the movie i i kind of give this one a nine and a half out of ten to be honest with you oh that's high yeah, uh, we are good. I really had such a great time watching it. I laughed at all the goat scenes. If I take this movie out of the Marvel equation, I would have loved it. Putting it into the Marvel equation, I think I still love it just as much. Um, I was just gonna say before the ratings, um, with the what y'all two were going back and forth on. Um, I think a big thing that is kind of the loom another looming theme, um, just what what are you left with when you lose your faith and that's a kind of a overarching theme for some uh, in the movie and you're left with you know your own uh, idea of what faith is what are you going to put your faith into and to be Um, honest i think phase four kind of dives a lot deeper into like religious aspects and into faith aspects in a lot of its movies and we can dissect that all a little bit later but it's really interesting to see how the themes of each phases kind of like moves on. You have the mystic phase, you have going against the government phase. This one is really kind of like questioning your religious point of views in a way. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it religion. Uh, 
more like existential. Sure. Yeah. Both existential. I can yeah. see that. Because faith yeah. does not have to be, uh, you know, in religion. It could be, you know, just in people. It could be and in that's, anything. And, but again, these aspects would look good, so good on paper. Like, yes, uh, to your point, Grandmaster Who, and I don't know if anyone else can like can see what I'm saying here, but like Gore putting like losing his faith in the gods and then completely abandoning it and trying to like blaze a path like uh, you know a path through hell, and then Thor saying, "I kind of already completed my arc." And now I don't have faith in anything. I just kind of do everything. But then ultimately finding faith in children, finding faith in the future. I wish that was more pronounced because we got those things, but they don't feel as satisfying as they should have been. I don't but know they are there. They, they are there. Um, and again, we have been going back and forth. There's a better movie that could have been written. It very much could have been written by this team, but I think we can all agree a lot was cut from the final product. But yeah, right. we are given we are given enough breadcrumbs to at least be able to, you know, kind of pick apart this is what they were going for, even if it wasn't well enough executed, which so, still leaves us with a overall satisfying film i don't know nino your opinion changed toasty were you about to say something yeah so with eternity the final wish could fulfill anything right yes that was the logic yeah so why didn't the villain revive his civilization instead of reviving the daughter and the world where she's not the practically the only girl from that species left why didn't you just do that when why it comes down to for it? him to be okay also because it would when not have down... the theme of what the movie was trying to say with love. You you didn't see him. him. Yeah, yeah. You didn't see him love for his community. You saw the love for his daughter. So the sure. community could have just been but, terrible. But if you bring up a good point, a good point, Toasty, why didn't he try and find a way where his daughter could live with him? And I just think that we wouldn't have that question or you wouldn't have that question if we believe that gore truly believed that thor was someone to trust hmm. okay. yeah I, I i can i can see that too yeah um so yeah here we are closing out where not where you rank it <laughs> but how well, do you score well, i think well well when we well when we revisit our tier list uh whenever that may be I after can rank you know it in phase four i mean, i can i can rank it in phase four i definitely yeah. had the most fun I, I i this is just me i've had i had a lot of fun here oh, I mean, oh, let me not say the oh, most fun okay. i had a lot of fun here it's probably top three phase four and that's between shang chi this and no way home uh so those are like my top three this is probably i i i guess number three uh i think again i think this movie as we talked about it's not perfect there's stuff they could have done better on i think no way home and shang chi i guess cohesively were better films cohesively so i guess i would rank this number three it's a solid 8.5 uh and uh, among Thor movies, I rank it. I have Ragnarok number one. I have this number two. That's where I stand. And I love Taika. I think Taika did another good job here. 
I think Taika did a good job. Um, I, I don't think it was better than Ragnarok. I felt like a lot of the jokes hit a lot better in Ragnarok. Oh, um, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I recently watched Ragnarok again, and even the jokes a third or fourth time still hit. Um, with this one, I mean, it, it was definitely funny. It had the Taika energy in it. Um, and it, it had its moments. The goats, they were they were funny. The goats were pretty good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I would pretty much put this at a number two. I, I, I think it's better than uh, Thor The Dark World, obviously, and uh, Thor 1. Um, in terms of phase four, yeah, it's like in the top three. Shang-Chi, I would say so far is uh, number one with No Way Home right underneath it. Shang-Chi did not have nostalgia in No Way Home uh, compared to No Way Home. No Way Home had the no. nostalgia element. So, and, and that's fine, that's fine. But Shang-Chi was an original character built from the ground up with a great villain. I gotta give it props for that, for a phase four film. No Way Home, still great, still love, still, still love it. Uh, so this is like a number three for me in terms of phase four uh, films. Uh, so yeah, that's where, that's where I am with it. Um, I guess I can go. Um, yeah, it was a great movie. Uh, this movie, uh, No Way Home and Chung-Chi are definitely fighting for second place. Um, I'm excited to see what else they have. Do not laugh. <laughs> Eternal, obviously, Eternal <laughs> be number one. <laughs> so um, this is a second place movie, but it was fun. Like, it has this issue. Um, we can all realize that the writing part of it was weak, but the characters were fun enough that I can excuse the bad writing in a way, so I'm okay with that. Again, not as good as Eternal, but we never know. Maybe a better movie. I would free Eternal too. Maybe that will finally dethrone the king. But I'm moving on. <laughs> Goodness. Um, I'm Sprite. I, I don't want to grow up. And you know, you know, Tolstoy feels so strongly about Eternals. I need to go watch it. I'll make time to watch it this weekend, and you'll enjoy it. I, you know, maybe I will. Maybe yeah. I will. But um, with this movie, I really resonated with Thor throughout all of his all of his films. Like I enjoy, I was a big Thor fan. I had no expectations going into this movie, and I spent the entire ride home in silence because I felt <laughs> somehow disappointed for a movie That's I a didn't lie. have any. That's a lie. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I didn't even. I didn't even turn the the radio on, and I I'm a huge Thor fan. I'm a huge. I yeah. enjoy Thor: The Dark World. No, I well, okay, Thor: The Dark World. I I don't count, but I found enjoyment when I first saw it in high school. But I was in high school. Um, the original Thor, I think, is you know a master clash in Shakespearean writing with Kenneth Branagh like directing and getting really great performances. Ragnarok is Ragnarok. It was really great, but this movie I felt very hollow. And I felt very like I didn't feel like it earned any of the things that it did. I give it a five. Five. Ooh. Five. <laughs> wow. That's a rough. I, I didn't even say my score. I, I would give it like a seven. I'll give it like a seven. You lost your faith like Gore. Now you're gonna kill all the Thor movies. No, I mean he's had four. He's had four runs. He's had four runs as uh four solo. Nino uh, Desplazado said. No more Thor. Butch, butch all the Thors. Butch all of oh. them. You know what? Oh, maybe that's how we stop getting Thor movies. 
Because Gore butched all of them. Now we'll only get cameos. There. Done. I was going to say, in all honesty, and this is going to sound kind of weird, I don't think the movie was needed because it's not technically connected and or contributes to any further larger Marvel storyline. But I kind of like that. Um, I know we, as like a chat, have, have frequently talked about kind of all of our various feelings in terms of like where Marvel is headed next. I honestly feel a little confused. And maybe that's because I'm not as connected to comics, so I don't have the inside scoop about what may be to come. So I actually found it kind of refreshing just to go in, have no expectations, and not necessarily have to try to make connections between anything. Um, so so that was refreshing in a way, I think, similar to what's already been shared. There were pieces in which I, I wish were fleshed out maybe a little bit more, or characters I got more time with just because I did really enjoy them. Um, this felt like kind of, I won't say run in the mill of Marvel. I think there were more comedy elements or in kind of experimentation that I really enjoyed compared to one of the mill Marvel. Um, but I don't, I wouldn't say this is like cracking my top 10 or, or any of that. Uh, but I think it was a, it was a fun movie, a three, 3.5 out of five. Um, I'm kind of in the, you know, it's kind of in the middle there for me. And I think that's okay. I feel like I would watch this again and have a good time. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. Is that everybody? Oh. In in my Marvel ranking, I think that like for phase four wise, it, it's definitely top three. Um, I think it's number two for me. Um, I very much enjoyed it. I I just I laughed so hard in that movie, and to go into a Marvel movie and laugh that hard, I am really happy about it. You know, I, I was talking to my roommates about it, and like. Multiverse of Madness was a, a horror movie. It was kind of like a, you have like that chase through the dimension. You have the scary elements to it. And it, it, it did that part of it. This was a rom-com and it was a Marvel movie rom-com. And I had a great time laughing and, and watching it and, and learning the true meaning behind love. No, I'm just kidding. But still like it was, it was a fun. That's movie. okay. That's it, okay. It was, it was a lot of fun. So like I, I give it a higher score. Um, maybe I may recant that 9.5 because that is no, 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 you commit, you commit, nine. commit to it. it. Nine. <laughs> it has an A on my rating, but like, I think it, I think it was a lot of fun. I would definitely rewatch this. Um, I may rewatch Ragnarok a little bit more than this, but I still think that this was like a really fun movie. I do well, have to mention I do have to mention one quick thing before we go. I think also maybe I wasn't given a fair shot at this film because of the the film like watching it. I, I first of all, I won tickets to go see this in a rundown theater. The sound was kind of like like mm. this the entire time oh. and it was very dark. The screen wasn't very bright. So Fashion a lot of the square. dark scenes Yes, Fashion Square. Ooh, baby and it was it was just nice. it was free tickets. I'm not gonna complain, but me and the person I went with definitely were like, I feel like we have to watch it again to enjoy it because we we couldn't we could we could barely hear barely see some of parts of the movie. Dang, so, we saw this in IMAX. We did see this it in was IMAX. so loud. And you know what? It was I, very loud. I can't blame you because I had the same experience when I saw 
the Batman with Robert Pattinson. And I was like, wow, this movie is trash. But once I rewatched it in a better theater, I was like, oh, actually, not too shabby. So I get it can you. make the difference. Mm-hmm. It can make the di- the recliner can make all the difference. It really can. Um, I that's <laughs> why IMAX. I'm Dr. Jace attorney. Why we got to watch this in IMAX for Thor for Thor. Listen, I'm mm-hmm. here. This, this is why I this never, is why. I never watching said it that. In that is what you said. I, I don't know about 40 is hit or miss because um, some of the 40 could be too much. Jurassic <laughs> World in 4D was <laughs> I saw Sonic 2 in 4D while I was having some sort of appendicitis thing going on with my body. And that roller coaster of a movie experience, that I was like crying because i was laughing so hard at how much pain i was in <laughs> that sounds terrible uh but hey 40x if you're listening there give us some money we're throwing your ad in there 40x is a cool experience thor is a cool experience whatever thor film you find grace in own that grace and love it love and thunder thor is a great character he is our he's the fourth it's the fourth thor movie and he's the only mainstay to get four films angelo if you have something to say now's the time to say it because we're wrapping up tangelo hello 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 hello. um yeah i've been running around doing things and just kind of listening in right Uh, right i think all that i will like if i was to give it a ranking this is the thing i haven't spoken just because, I guess I, I'm going to be special here. I give it a 4.9, so I'm a little below Kenneth. <laughs> and my reasons is basically most of what Kenneth has said. Plus, there is some really deep, this is really random, really deep theory that like this this movie actually really triggered me. And I was like, ugh. Especially when we we're linking like the anti-queerness that's there. There's this book called No Future by Lee Edelman that talks about the symbolic imagery of the child that like gets thrown around uh, a lot of the time. And again, Taika TD, this is a little more like really random, deep literary theory analysis. But like when that like pops up, like I love children. Like I want to work with children as a social worker, all this stuff. But like when I think of representation and then the narratives with children, like it's not like a red flag, but it's just kind of like, hmm, that's a little, a lot. And so, I don't know. I just felt like, yeah, there were a lot of things that felt flat for me. Some of the writing felt flat. Um, I really, yeah, I just, Jane, like, I really wanted more Jane. The Val- yeah, that was covered like an hour ago. I, I promise you I was here, I was listening. Uh, so yeah, just because uh, I want to, I want to boost up uh, Kenneth, but also, or, you know, uh uh this was Sato. thank you okay um i will give it 4.9 uh to jump on that bandwagon so there you go you know what we appreciate tangelo you've been listening the whole time just to get on the train of the less than five it's okay though <laughs> if you want to hear more about tangelo's thoughts on the film check out tangelo's tiktok where they will be going into further depth on why this film uh garners such a ranking from them um but with that said yes thor 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 love and thunder if you haven't seen it folks go see it and of course if you'd like to carry on the discussion with us folks from the yonko table be sure to 
follow the Patreon and join the Patreon below to join our Discord. And we will be going over more of those topics that we discussed on Thor, Love, and Thunder. So with that said, that's it from us here at the Yonko table. I'm Grandmaster Who, fellow Yonko, Dr. Jace Attorney. Shout out to Supernovas, Dr. Rika, Darce, Toasty, Neo Desplazado, and the cameo appearance of Tangelo. Thanks for following us on all our social media. Again, Patreon, if you want to talk to us, there it is. Yeah, yeah, social media, all that jazz. Thank you for watching us on YouTube and, of course, your podcast listening stations. That's it from us, but we want to hear from you, so hit us up. All right, without further ado, oh, here, should we close it out like this? Um, someone starts singing she's got eyes of the bluest skies no no okay all right uh everybody good night take care whatever i tried take care